Welcome to this edition of Gabrielle Dolan's Authentic Leadership Podcast. Join Gabrielle as she speaks to well-known leaders on authentic leadership, values and storytelling. The aim of this podcast is to encourage you to embrace authenticity in both the professional and personal context. The stories and experience of her guests will be a wonderful catalyst for others to learn from. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Authentic Leadership Podcast Series. I have the pleasure of interviewing Georgia Samuel, who used to be a corporate litigation lawyer for Freehills and decided that she wanted a better, healthier salad for lunch. So, as you do, started up her salad bar called Famished and now has four of them over Melbourne. So, welcome, Georgia. Thank you. (laughs) So, we might start by... um, I guess talking about your journey because it's an interesting story from lawyer to salad bar owner. Yeah. How, how did that come about? A lot of people are quite fascinated about uh, <laughs> that journey and where what made me make that decision. Um, basically, I was a lawyer for six to seven years um, and I did love it. The majority of people think I just left the law because, you know, who enjoys the law and mm. the, the 24-hour days? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that certainly is not something I miss, but it's definitely not what I left, or the reason I left. In fact, uh, my passion for the law was one of the reasons that I probably took longer to set this up than I wanted to. Um, I was having a very successful time in the law, and uh, but I'd spent every lunchtime looking for a decent salad uh, or a decent filling lunch that yeah. wouldn't make, yeah. would make me feel too crappy at the end of it. Yeah. So... Um, I sort of joked with my husband that one day I was going to leave the law and start up a salad bar, and it was a joke and a joke and a joke for a few years. It's amazing if you keep talking That's about right. it. That's right, and something that was was a joke decided was something I decided I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then I found myself researching how to open food businesses when I should have been drafting witness statements. <laughs> um, fortunately, the back of my computer was facing outwards, so they didn't know I was doing that. Um, and yeah, just. I, I said to Adam, my husband, I want to do it. I really want to go and set this up. And he said, look, I support that, but you are working very long hours and mm. I think you need to do it with a fresh mind rather than, you know, when you're working till midnight doing due diligence and just hate what you're doing because yeah. of that. So he said, let's... Um, it was actually when the GFC happened and he said, let's go travel for a bit. Yeah. I'm going to take time off my work and go with a fresh... Go in at the end of that with a fresh headspace. Yeah. Um, and then really make that decision. So that's what I did. Where'd you go? We travelled around South America for oh, wow. five months. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was the year of our marriage. We'd gotten married early that year and we hadn't seen each other pretty much. So yeah. it was a good... A big extended honeymoon. Big extended honeymoon. We just said, stuff it all, yeah. we're going. So yeah. we went and, no joke, when we are on those buses and stuff, I was literally dra- like drafting up plans for the store yeah. and thinking up names for the stores yeah. and... Everything was all about me setting up this business. Yeah. So, yeah, two days before we were due to come back, I rang Freehills and said, sorry, that leave of absence is now is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> Not coming back. Yeah. So that was was, did that take them by surprise? Was it a shock huge, to pick? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, huge. Yeah. So when I first went into the partner and I said to him, I'm going to take some time off, and he said well, they'd actually stop doing that because so many lawyers were just staying on their employment books and going off to yeah. London and New York and then yeah. just never coming back. And that, no joke, that day they'd sent a, a firm-wide email saying no more, no more leave of absence. It's either you're here or you're not. You're resigned on your own. And he said, look, you're, you're 
very good. I'm not going to let you do that. I'll yeah. make sure there's, they give you a leave of absence. Yeah. So, yes, he was shocked. So when I, I called, I remember sitting in this tiny little New York hotel room and it was very nervous, very, very nerve-wracking yeah. phone call. And he said, why? And I said, I just, I've got to be in my bonnet to set up this business. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll work and I might regret it. Um, but it's something I need to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely took them by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the bigger regret is uh, not trying. Like Absolutely. You know, yeah. I think it's a great testament of, you know, the saying, you know, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions. Absolutely. Your become, and That's you've just right. done it. You started thinking about the yeah. salad and And I couldn't get it out of my head, which is very much me. When something's in my head, it has to be done. Yeah. So I think that was probably a part of it. I just had this in my head. And until I gave it a good crack. Yeah. I just had to do it. Yeah. Um, what the, the podcast series is around authentic leadership and one of the reasons I wanted to interview you because I think authentic leadership starts from yourself first yeah. about being really true to your values. And it's like you said, it's not as if you hated your job. No. But, but you found that this was a calling. Um, can you talk through some times, and we were speaking before how you've, you, you haven't launched a new um, uh, store for three years and you've yeah. got a lot of pressure and opportunity, but you're staying true to who, yeah. saying no to a lot of opportunities. Can yeah. you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so, I mean, that journey has changed a little bit. When I first um, left my career to set up Famished, it was, the idea was a franchise. I'm going to grow the biggest, best seller bar in Australia. That's, yep. That was the idea. And and that idea is not, not gone not done away with, but um, throughout that journey, I've had two children, mm-hmm. and that does change things. Um, it certainly does. It certainly <laughs> does. And you know, with my first child, it was that was only shortly after the first store, and it was great in the sense it forced me to step back a bit. But I was still very much in in the business, and and not. I I almost regret, although not that we don't have a beautiful relationship, but I regret I didn't invest myself in her and spend so much time with her because I was so worried about the business. Um, So when I had my son almost two years ago, I just didn't want to have that experience again. And and as you say, there's been a lot of pressure and opportunities for people to invest in it, for it to grow, for it to become a franchise. And um, But I've sort of just said for now I want to... I really want to be with my kids. Mm. Uh, I want to be able to have the flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want to just see it turned on a, on a separate level, turned into something that grows big but loses its value, yeah. loses its its authenticity, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Um, and that's in so many different ways, not just in the product and the customer service, but also in the staff. Every staff yep. member calls us the famished family. And right, that's, okay. that's yeah. for a reason. That's yeah. because of the values that we put into the business and making sure that I do look after the staff. And I know that if you grow into something big like that, it's, yep. that's all going to change, no matter how much you try to keep your finger mm. on the pulse. That's, mm. It's going to change. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it is about keeping true to the values at the moment yep. and, and also keeping true to my values at home, which yeah, I very okay. much care about. I don't yep. want my kids growing up not knowing who I am and not seeing me. So, yeah, yeah the Excellent. pressures are there. But, and it's certainly sometimes attractive but for mm. now just yeah sitting on it for a little bit yeah but and it does you know it, it does take courage to stay stay yeah. true to your values and, yeah. and say no to things yeah um but then on the one hand it's sometimes easier because yeah. it's just it feels right absolutely like, it, that's right. right that's right um excellent so uh one of the things i about authentic leadership too is using your position around um, whether CEOs t- should take, uh, I guess, stands on any um, social issues. What, what are your thoughts on around that? Yeah, so um, I have quite strong feelings about this, but they're, they're kind of 
got two different aspects to yeah. them. I I do think that um, anyone in a position of influence, whether it's a CEO uh, or a celebrity, yeah. uh, really should be trying to use that influence to push very important social issues. Yeah. And uh, same-sex marriage is an obvious one that's mm-hmm. been, been on the agenda for way yeah. too long in Australia. Um, and I, I really do think it's important. Now, that said, I do also think that um, people need to be aware of how hard it is to do that as yeah. someone with so much influence because you do get backlash. And yeah. when they're social issues, they're social issues for a reason and that's because people have very strong views one way or another on mm. them. So when you're pushing it, you've, you and especially with social media now and you know, the way things can get taken out of context and yep. all of that, it, it's very hard. So I think that they, I think anyone in a position of influence needs to and should, yep. but also appreciate why some don't. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's because of the extent of the backlash that can mm. come from from putting any position yep. out there. Um, that said, if you feel strongly enough about something, you got to push it. And yeah. same-sex marriage is something I do feel very, very strongly about. I have for years. Um, I've got a couple of very senior people in my organisation who are homosexual yeah. and I look at them and they've been one of them's been in partnership with her, her partner for eight to ten years or so. Yeah. And I look at it and it saddens me that she hasn't been able to get married and it yeah. makes me... It, I, it's one of those things I think my kids will look back like we look back at not women not being able to vote, yeah. they'll look back and go, "What do you mean that they couldn't get married?" Yeah. Um, so I do feel very strongly, and I've pushed that across all the stores. We've had posters up. We're very strongly on social media. Mm. Um, you know, we've even got retail coffee cups in that are specifically, you know, the love coloured love. Okay. Excellent. So we're very strong about yeah. that. Um, yeah, we probably have lost some. I know the one of my stores is at the bottom of uh, the aged an aged care. Uh, facility yeah. and uh, the Uniting Church and the, that area and they I'm sure a lot of the more elderly customers, sorry, more elderly clientele that work yeah. in those buildings uh, yeah. have not come to us possibly because of our stance mm. on that um, that doesn't bother me but you know you can see why if a CEO is getting a pie thrown in his face as a result you can understand why they'd also step back and not want to push yeah. social issues. Yeah absolutely it, 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 and again it's a, a courageous thing to Very take a social uh, to stake a stance and and some do it more openly than others yeah. um, some have got the, the platform to do absolutely. it more openly yeah. than others yeah um, and others it's like yourself well you, you'll just control what you can control That's right. and, and you'll make your work life or your, your work and your company yeah um, inclusive of that that's so, right so that's excellent um if you could change we're going to move track a little bit yeah um if you could change one thing about you what would it be do you think or about your life at the moment or whatever i am an excessive warrior oh okay i worry (laughs) i worry i worry i worry i worry and it's always about other people it's never about myself so um i I'm always worried about my kids, my staff, my husband, my mum, my dad, my sister, everybody in my life yeah. that I don't put enough um, probably self-love. Yeah. So, and that's, and sometimes that feels like, makes it feel like it's all crashing down yeah. around me and that's because I'm not taking the time for myself. I know mm-hmm. that sounds a little bit, woe is me, but no. it's a reality. My husband always says, you know, you need to take an hour and just yeah. go for yourself, go for a wonder. And yeah. 
I don't. I rush from work to get the kids to making them dinner to putting them in the bath. Then I do some more work after they go to bed and and then I'm worrying about this staff member or that staff member or tomorrow they're going to have enough staff here or not have enough staff mm. here. or um, I spend a lot of time worrying and I really wish I could change that. I yeah. wish I could. I've, I've tried meditation like a lot of people yep. um, turn to and sometimes it works. But... Uh, yeah, I need to somehow learn to be a little bit more in the, in the moment, in yeah. the present moment. Yeah, I do. I, I actually do a lot of, um, you know, training and mentoring with um, senior leaders and especially women, and it's a very common yeah. common experience. I, I think, you know, and, and it's, you know, genetics or what it, what mm. it is, but women tend to be more nurturers yeah. than men, so therefore yeah. part of that is yeah. taking on a lot of other people's worry and responsibility yeah. when when they they don't even need you to no that's exactly right but we're doing that's it exactly so right. it's um and i don't mean it in the sense of woe is me i genuinely no. do wish i could stop that stop it, yeah. and um just really not always be thinking about yeah. others as yeah. terrible yeah. as that like, sounds i need I, to be more selfish yeah i need it's to be like, more selfish yeah. i wish and i it could is, be more selfish it is it is um it is self-love even you when you do, do give yourself time or yeah. go out with a friend for a drink or a coffee or something and you have that you're sitting there feeling guilty or worrying about yeah. this or worrying about that rather than just enjoying being there and going it'll all survive that yeah absolutely so yeah i really wish i could change that yeah. myself yeah and it's not it's not a logical thing i mean you, you probably logically know too that you've got to look after yourself or That's else right. all this comes tumbling That's down right. but it's um, exactly it is easier said than done because we do tend to feel a lot guiltier yeah yeah what is that it's <laughs> goddamn these genetics uh, yeah exactly. so um i was going to ask you next what's the hardest part of your job so besides worrying yeah. about everyone what yeah. is the hardest part of your job do you think so i think one of the hardest parts of um I would imagine any CEO is that when you, unless you sort of come in sideways, but when you set up a business from its beginning, you don't set it up going, I'm going to uh, just work on all the above stuff. I'm going to, you go in thinking, in my case, I'm going to set up a salad bar. Yeah. So as a result, it's very hard to step out from being in the business and yeah. working on it. Yeah. And it's one of the most important things to make a business work is to actually step out of it and work on it. Otherwise, you're never going to grow. You're never yeah. going to crunch your numbers. You're never going to fix problems. Um, and yet I often find myself seeing you know massive queues out the door and just going, all right, I'm just going to stop doing what I'm doing now and jump in and serve. Or yeah. um, I'm not happy with that customer service, so I'm going to jump in and yeah. fix it rather than saying, no, I need to work on it and maybe send an email to the manager about how that's going to work, how you're going to fix that. Uh, And that's a really hard thing to do Mm. because you, as I said, you set out to, in my case, set up a salad bar. Um, And that's what you're, that's one of the things that you're good at doing. Yeah. So when you see things not being done quite as well as you might otherwise uh, do them yourself, you you naturally jump jump in. And it's the same as what I was talking about with, uh, the kids and yeah. things like that. You you know you leave it in somebody else's hands. Is it going to be done the way you want it done? Yeah. Probably not. So it's very hard to separate yourself and and step out so yeah. and work on the business rather than in the yeah. business. Yeah, absolutely. So are you you still jump behind the counter. Yeah. yeah okay. And look, I I would say that you know there's a lot of good things about that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that creates a really strong culture of absolutely like, non hierarchy. Is like you know. If you, if you need to get in and pitch out and help, then just absolutely. get in and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
But anyway, it's okay. important. It's important <laughs> to the culture of the business. Yeah, um, absolutely. In fact, I think one of the the things that is important for you to know is that I have um, a saying in the business that you should never ask anyone to do anything you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah. And I literally was downstairs uh, last week and someone dropped their entire box of salad yeah. <laughs> as they were walking out the door. That was fun. Um, and I said, and you know, the one of the one of the kitchen hands from out the back ran out and doesn't even speak very um, doesn't doesn't speak very good English. But yeah. he turned to me and said, you know, why are you helping? Do, I can do this. I can do this. And I said, no, no. If you if I can't do this, you shouldn't be asked to do it. This yeah. is not why. You know, this is not why. This yeah. is not the culture that I, yeah, I deliver. Absolutely. And he, he couldn't believe it. He goes, oh, no, I never see, oh, no, do something like this. <laughs> he literally was shocked. Well, you and do now, yeah. That's the culture you've got to deliver in, in your business. Yeah. But as a result of that, then you also find it hard to get out. Cause yeah, that's its fine line. Yeah. And I think those two, I mean, you know, I'm an advocate for stories, obviously, and it's the stories you share, but it's what you do that generate stories. Yeah, that's so right. what I've, when I see senior leaders, CEOs doing things like that, they it generate such positive stories absolutely um and, I, and, I think a, and positive positive culture yeah and that's what you it's, it's almost saying um this is the behavior i expect of that's everyone right. exactly but you're doing it not through telling them that that's by, right by Showing. actually doing it that's then, exactly right and then they, that's exactly right. they share stories yeah hey um when you're not being ceo what's the one thing that you love doing <laughs> besides spending time with your kids <laughs> i love i love reading yeah, I'm, okay. a, I'm an avid reader. Yeah, I, fiction, non-fiction, fiction. Yeah, uh, also non-fiction. Yeah, um, but I just, I, you will not find me ever going to bed without my book. Yep. Okay. Um, I am a Kindle person now. All right. Um, mainly because otherwise I keep my husband awake all night with yeah. the light on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I love reading and yeah. I love Pilates. Oh, okay. Pilates well. is the one thing that is for me, and yeah. and because it's not meditation, which I really not very good at because yeah, my good mind at. just I just goes everywhere I, know, I just find I'm doing to-do lists and meditation same, same and then I feel like I've, I've <laughs> failed at that because I haven't failed. yeah exactly. what if thoughts keep coming that's into my right, head that's <laughs> right um so yeah I really love Pilates and yeah. I love reading they're, yeah. the, they're my two my two things it is really the thing I find with fitness too you've yeah. got to find the thing yeah that does it oh yeah you. otherwise and I just dread it and oh, don't do it yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah that, that's why I don't think I'd ever do meditation no um, so you love you love reading you love Pilates is there something you hate that you, do, you have to do or if you hate it you don't do it <laughs> yeah running I try to running. make myself run and I hate it but I'm trying to make myself love it because right, it's one okay. of those things that everyone says makes you feel so good oh, and you does. get up and you go for a run and I did it every morning last week and I loved it and then this week the weather turned and I went oh, no. I'm <laughs> not going there. So yeah, uh, I don't. I don't love running. Uh, um, I, I used to hate running. I always thought of, I used to play a lot of team sports, and the thought, unless you're chasing a ball, why would you why run? Why would you run? But then when I had kids, I yeah. found it was the most efficient way to exercise. To exercise. You didn't have to dry. You can yeah. get up, run. You can do it whenever you need. You can stop you don't and have to walk if you need time. to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's my thing that I don't love doing, but I'm trying to make myself yeah. love doing. Okay. Well, give it some time. <laughs> yeah. Give it some time. Exactly. Um, talking about hating things and, you know, I'm a bit of a, got a passion for eliminating corporate jargon. Yeah. What's the one corporate jargon phrase you absolutely hate and you would try to eliminate if you could? So I'm a real doer. Yeah. If I, if something, if we talk about something and 
we think about it and go, yeah, that's a really great idea. I want it done there and then. Yeah. So the web brain, the, the concept of brainstorming oh, right. annoys me. <laughs> like, let's not just brainstorm it. Then we're just jotting down a whole lot of ideas that yeah. are never going to actually yeah. get done. Yeah. Let's write a list of things. Yeah, we can brainstorm, I suppose, <laughs> while we're doing it. But then write and go, okay, don't yeah. just brainstorm. Let's then put it into a to-do list. Yeah. Um, so that certainly annoys me. And then like the same on the same path is let's park it. Oh, okay, yeah, let's not talk about it. Yeah. Let's do let's nothing just about park it. it. We'll just put it to the side for a while. So what, to deal with a bit later? <laughs> drives me insane. Oh. Like, no, don't park it. Deal with it now. Either we're going to do it or we're not going to do it. Hey, do you think you're guilty? Because I'm sure in your previous career as a lawyer, corporate jargon would have been everywhere. Do you think everywhere. you're guilty of bringing some of that into the salad bath? Um... <laughs> Maybe you're not aware of it. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe exactly. Maybe, maybe I should possibly. ask your staff. Possibly. That's very possible. Um, yes, I probably am. Yeah. That's, that's the thing with corporate jargon. Sometimes we say it and we don't realise it. Yeah, realize don't it even realise it. Exactly. Hey, let, let's finish on a few couple of really personal questions. What's yep. the one meal you love cooking? I love on a cold winter's day doing slow roasted lamb shanks. Oh. Yeah. A big slow roaster yeah. when it comes to cold. Yeah. Um, there's something about just all the yummy, fall off the bone yep. meat and um, and nice glass of red wine with it. Oh, yeah. And there's there's winter night made special. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's soul, soul inducing. Do you, do you cook with your kids yet or are they not old enough to? A uh, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not in my control phase. Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise everything's everywhere and I've just got to accept the mess. <laughs> I, I would have my kids, as soon as they could sit at the bench, they would be helping yeah. cook and um, now you know they're 14 and 17 and, and cook and it's, yeah. a, it's so worth getting them to learn how to cook. Yeah, I like, do need to do it that. It gets paid off. You, yeah. you get it back. Well it's mine a, are only five and almost two so. Uh, time. Yeah. Time, time, Give it time. time. <laughs> All right. What's your favourite 80s artist Madonna. or song? Madonna. You look like a Madonna. Madonna. You, I love favorite Madonna. Favourite Madonna song? Vogue, of course. In fact, one of the things I love doing is um, getting in my car on the way to or from work or wherever and just singing really, really loudly to myself. (laughs) Never underestimate the healing power of singing very loudly in a car on your own. And Madonna can often be featured. Yeah, (laughs) excellent. Did you see her when she she was out recently? Yeah, I couldn't. I was away. I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you could give, final question, if you could give one piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, what would it be? Um, enjoy life because it gets serious. Um, there's a favourite quote of mine yeah. that I love, and that is, life's journey is not to arrive at the grave safely in a well-preserved body, but rather to skid in sideways, totally worn out, sh- shouting, holy Shit, what a ride. (laughs) Um, And I love that quote because I don't live it enough. Yeah. So I think it's really important for young people to realise there's a lot of pressure. And I remember the pressure I put on myself for VCE and all of that. And, yes, it did get me into law and everything, but life will get you places even if you don't get those results. So, you know, your your passion, I mean, getting into law didn't get me into owning salad bars. Um, So... It, just enjoy it while you can because once you have kids and you start a career, it all gets pretty serious and yep. you don't have that much time for yourself. So just really enjoy life because it gets pretty full on. Yeah, 
great advice. And I think it's enjoy every stage of your life because every stage is different. I mean, you know, even, yeah. even when you have kids, it's different, but Absolutely. enjoy that. And then you got before you know it you've got teenagers and you're That's teaching right. them to drive but yeah just give I mean, it a not crack I think about that my five-year-old's already going on 15 that's enough to scare the hell out of me <laughs> lucky you're not a warrior yeah yeah <laughs> georgia samuel thank you so much for being part of the authentic leadership podcast series we wish you all the best with your success and uh hope famished keeps going from strength to strength and hope you keep sliding around making the most out of life thank you thank you thank you for having me i hope you enjoyed We hope you have enjoyed this podcast in the Authentic Leadership series. Visit the resource library on Gabrielle's website to access a collection of free material on business storytelling and thought leadership.